How do we start this one off, guys? I guess just get into this shit, man. I mean, a fucking dreary-ass, fucked-up-ass day, man. Dog, man. Like, I just... I was crazy when, uh... Mike, when you sent the... When you sent the, um... The tech... The, the, the tweet from your, your... Your little homie, Peyton... Um, was talking about how he yeah. was immortal. I'm like, I'm 20 years older than Peyton. And I'm looking at these yeah. fucking photos and feeling the exact same way. Like, as far as, like, the how he seemed like he, this couldn't happen to Kobe. You know what I'm saying? And in this way, you know, with his, with his daughter, it's, who seemed like she had Kobe running all through her. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were attached at the hip. Um... Yeah, if it feels, it definitely feels like he had a special bond with Gigi because Gigi loved basketball more than the other ones did, and then um, you know a couple of them are young. Yeah, and he's yeah. got the older one who wasn't into hoops, so you know it seems like he definitely bonded with Gigi in a way because she was a hoops fucking fanatic like him, and it's just it's just so fucked up that that bond is what did them in. You know what I mean? And it's it's life is so fucking it it, it like this just it it doesn't fucking make sense to me, man. I mean, we were we were in a group chat. I don't even remember what we were talking about, like something completely different. And I think, John, I think you were the person who first saw it or whatever. Yeah. And I and I so I went on Twitter and saw the shit from TMZ, and it was like a, uh, it was like a true like out of body experience. Like, I felt the same way when um, my mom called to tell me my dad died. And I felt the same way on 9-11. Those are the only other times I can remember seeing something and my brain just like, it was like my brain rejected it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, no, that, I mean, that can't be true. So your eyes must not be working and your phone must be broken and jaw must be crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every other thing being wrong would have made more sense than that headline being true because we all – the three of us talked about this after his final game. I think everyone who's a basketball fan saw what he was going to look like when he was Bill Russell, when he was the 60, 70-year-old dude doing interviews. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's the – I don't know. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a part to me that's so just, like, unimaginable. Is you could see where he was on his journey, on, like, an 80-year journey with the sport as an ambassador, as everything else, and, and the fact that that – ended is like i don't know it's just like impossible yes it's it's, it's it's it and that and that's what you know going on that that's what's what's really tragic to me is that um you know we we saw kobe go from you know the closed off isolated kid who couldn't relate to teammates because you know he was a foreign kid who grew up in Italy and came here and he didn't get along with teammates and he wasn't outgoing and all that. And then, you know, as he matured, you see him becoming more outgoing, more amicable, more, you know, you know, sharing laughs with everybody, you know, it seemed like he really developed as, as a personable person, someone who was, you know, in developing bonds and enjoying them with people. And I was very, very, very in invested in, in, you know, post-NBA Kobe. Like I was so fucking excited for the Hall of Fame speech he was going to give us this summer. Like we, we got fucking Kobe, fucking K, um, KG, and Duncan giving speeches. And I was like, all three of these are going to be great because all three of them are going to be them 
you know, their personalities embodied and they're going to be perfect. And I know all of them are going to knock that shit out the park. Yeah. And now Kobe's just not here anymore, dog. And I just can't wrap my head around that shit. I re- uh, go ahead, Joe. What, what, just what tripped me out, like, a, a lot about him transitioning after basketball. I know Bomani actually talked about this in MSNBC, and I was talking to this to my buddy, talking to my buddy John about it. The, the John that was on here before the guest when we were talking about Kobe. Um, I was actually talking to him and he was saying like how we all kind of expected Kobe once he retired to kind of like, you know, it, it, it made sense if he became petty or like was talking shit about the young guys, but he went the exact opposite way. It seemed yes. like anybody that hit him up, he was ready to work with the, la- it, it, it showed there's a, there's, there's a, a, a message with him and Sharif. Where, you know, when, when Sharif wanted to get workouts and he's like, hit me up, you know what I'm saying? Where he checked on Sharif after the UCL sh- UCLA shit, like, you good? Because Sharif is, uh, is leaving UCLA, you know what I'm saying? And we would, you know, talk about him and the the, sh- the, the, the Shaq beef and shit like that. But that was that was us. Like, they were they had figured that shit out, you know what I'm saying? Like They figured it out enough that they could reference it in humor yes. without blowing up again, you know? And, I mean, no. when he's checking on his kid... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like directly hitting the kid up, you know, for workouts and also checking on seeing these Gucci. You know, that's definitely I mean, love Sh- there. Sh- you know what I'm saying? Like Sharif always referred to him as an uncle. Yep. And I'll tell you, it's people my kids refer to as uncle, and my relationship with all those people is solid as fuck, right. obviously. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I think um when he was when he was retiring, it it genuinely was inspirational to me, bro. Like I, I was twelve years old. When he played uh, with the Lakers for the first time, mm-hmm. his first game in a Lakers uniform was in the Pyramid at Long Beach State in the Summer League. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there as a 12-year-old. And, you know, he was like the – he to me, I grew up idolizing MJ, and then I grew up uh, with a deep respect and love for Kobe for that, like – for that same, like, the killer mentality and the intensity and all the shit you've seen everyone talking about today. Yeah. But what, what genuinely – where I, I really connected with Kobe – more than I ever did when he was playing, to be honest with you, was as he approached retirement and I saw someone who'd had that same mentality, and it's a mentality that like I and every other dumbass in the fucking world tries to emulate, right? Mm-hmm. I saw him genuinely like, um, you know, dudes like uh, like Phil Hill, like dudes who'd been interviewing him his whole life um, would be asking him like, wow, this must be so hard for you to step away. And his response in all those interviews for that last year was just like, no, nah, man, I'm good. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I achieved everything I want to. I know, that, I know the Lakers suck this year, you know, like, I'm good. But, like, I have a family I love that I really want to spend time with. Um, it was obvious that he was comfortable. He, he was, like, he was able to throw himself completely into the sport and then transition into another step. I think we've all talked about this. Like, I don't think Michael Jordan ever really figured that out. And... So while that while his career was sort of inspirational to me, Kobe's ability to like chase being happy and content with the same kind of passion that he chased never being satisfied. Yeah. I, that's like so much that I connect with that so much more as a man and as an adult than I did as like a kid who was like I have to outwork everybody or whatever, you know? I mean, look at him. He was a Oscar he won an Oscar. He was a he was a best sell, you know, had a best-selling book. You know what I'm saying? Ridiculous fucking Wizenar books. Crazy. We fucking we like that velvet ass fucking book. I mean, like dog, like that's what trips me out. You know, like 
feel I feel like we all I feel like we kind of missed out. Like we we were supposed to see like Kobe had Kobe Kobe played in the league twenty years. He won uh you know five chips. You know what I'm saying like endless accolades as a basketball player. And we still and, and and somehow it still felt like we hadn't you know like we had so much more of Kobe. You know what I'm saying there was so much more for him to show us. You know and it was and I, I mean. The, the, and when you talk to these, me talking to these, a lot of these young players, you know, Kobe was their guy, bro. You know, we're, I'm a Bron guy. You know, I'm not even going front no, on that. No, but the league is filled with with Kobe guys right with now. With Kobe yeah. guys. That was their guy. And, 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 you know, we talk about, like, we would argue about the GOAT shit and all that, bro. But if you're looking at the blueprint, you know what I'm saying, like somebody's footprint or handprint on the league, Kobe's all over that shit. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and and it's, it's just I mean, and then he continued these like these like Giannis. He worked. What the fuck is Kobe gonna do with Giannis? Oh, <laughs> long ass. He was willing to work with Giannis. Giannis. He said Giannis showed up like an hour ahead of time with with a notepad, because when Kobe <laughs> fucking spoke, nigga, you fucking listen. I mean these. I mean as much as I would talk shit about Kobe, I was at fucking. I remember like, dude, most of Kobe's career. I was rooting against his ass. You feel me? And I went his last game. There's two times that I probably really rooted for him was the ESPN shit. When the ESPN, I don't know if y'all remember when that shit dropped with him like being like forty something in the league or some shit. Yeah. Do you remember that shit? And I went. I had a tirade on Twitter. You went nuts. Uh, yeah. I, yeah I because I was like, nigga, I don't give a fuck what he went through. Nigga, it's fucking Kobe, nigga. You gotta respect the motherfucking <laughs> name, nigga. Flat out. You feel me? And also when he retired, the last game. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, watching it with my the, the woman I was dating at the time, and and um and uh I, he started shooting all these shots and I started laughing, and then he's you know shit started motherfucker started he's going from he was forty fifty, all of a sudden I'm crying and my I burst into tears in public over my wings and my my look at me like what the fuck is wrong with you like I just saw you rooting against him, you know what I'm saying like. Most most of his, you know most of his career we talked about this and I and I was just like, bro, like you couldn't you couldn't watch Kobe play, and as much as I hated him throughout his career as far as like rooting against him as a player, you, you know hated what I'm saying? Him as a player, I yeah. became a fan of him when it came to basketball. He yeah, was there, much watched no television. There's no way you can look at Kobe play and not appreciate a and game. And not if you're a appreciate fan. it, no bro. No fucking way. Must watch television. Well, you about to go ahead? Can see what you're saying. You know? Oh no, I, I was I was just gonna say there's no possible way you can look at the way Kobe played. Like 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 I, I was telling Mike before you hopped on. Yeah. I, I tried I tried to watch some some YouTube clips of him earlier, and yeah. and usually whenever I watch Kobe YouTube clips, I'm admiring the footwork. I'm admiring you know um, how how crafty he is off the dribble. I'm admiring you know um, him stopping on a dime and, and, and getting a bucket and, and just how beautiful his game is and i was watching those clips today and 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 the preeminent thought was this dude isn't here anymore and i just can't wrap my head around that shit bro i mean that's what i was tripping off like what really bugged me out was like i'm looking at this man i who's only four years older than me right and i'm looking at him and it, it's just it's literally unfathomable at some point he can't became like a demigod and we just and like i just can't understand it and i don't know and, I, and and what's really heartbreaking is you know he went he he, he left with his daughter and you know what what is what you know what what does his wife say like, you know what i'm saying like to the it's just 
that's the stuff I can't even like. There's just like a little closed box in my head and shit. I like if I start thinking about it, I just will never stop thinking about it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I, I mean. I hear you on that. I hear so you like that. because that's the. I mean, I just so we. You know, we, we we had a photographer, like, we got shots of him. He took Gigi to the pyramid to watch uh, Oregon play Long Beach State in mm-hmm. December. And he brought, you know, I mean, it was, just, it was the, the same thing he did. Anytime he went with Gigi, and you see Bron do the same thing with Bronny, it was clearly like, all right, and then who else wants to come? So they had, you know, like, half the team sitting courtside of the pyramid. And, like, that was his life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was all he wanted to do. And I've told this story. I'm sure we'll tell some more stories later in the pod. But, like, most people are pretty closed off, bro. Like, when Drake came to the Pyramid to watch his his goddaughter play volleyball for Mm -hmm. Long Beach State, I mean, he had 90 security people around him, bro. You know what I mean? That's some Drake-ass shit. And and I don't begrudge him that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was amazing to me to see Kobe just showed up. He barely even told the people at Long Beach State ahead of time he was coming. A friend of mine who is a booster, he ended up sitting in his seat. And so when my friend got there, he he walked up to him and said, excuse me, sir, you're in my seat. And then they both like cracked up about it. And my friend went and sat down the line, you know, but like that is unusual. And I don't think you could like stress that enough. But he like he liked that and Gianna liked that, that it was like. She liked being his little sidekick yep. and the one who was gonna like live up to who he was and everything. And like, I, that's so different, dude. <laughs> to have people display that kind of a relationship publicly, um, I just I I don't know, man. I can't even imagine that. I, the 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 one thing I wanted to, the story I wanted to tell about watching his last game, and then Tyler, I want to hear yours too. Is like. You know, I wasn't watching a lot of Lakers games, bro. Like, I watched Kobe's last games at the big venues that year. But they were trash. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) So, but we all knew that was the last game. Everyone tuned in. And I remember Char fell asleep on the couch. I was wearing my Kobe jersey. I do have a Kobe jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And as he's going off, and it just becomes obvious, right, that it was like he's just going to keep shooting. I just got so happy that I, like, couldn't even – it was it was like a it was like a memorial or a celebration of life because and he made a joke about it after the game that he was like all the people in this arena have been yelling at me to pass for twenty years <laughs> and now they're all telling me to shoot but it was like every time he put a shot up and it went in I like I I woke Shar up off the couch I was just jumping around I was screaming and when he got off and when he made that joke I just started bawling bro fucking <laughs> 660 points on 50 60. shots the, the <laughs> most kobeiest shit ever in the last kobe bro, game ever. And I loved every fucking second of it man <laughs> it was genuinely be- and it was such a like there was a real celebration bro like I, I and it almost felt like the times that I've been alive for the you know I I got to see all of his championships it kind of felt like that in SoCal the next day, bro. Everyone was just walking around wearing Lakers shit, grinning. And yeah, we finished yeah. a shitty season. But it was like, this dude did something no one else did. Like, he went out on his own terms. We all got to see the legendary shit, like, making fucking free throws on a torn Achilles, working his way back. Like, that's the shit to me that made him more legendary than the championships or the stats or whatever, like... That's what you see. That's what you see players today talking about. Yeah, like who he was and coming back from all that shit. But 
I, I don't think we'll ever see like a better like that was a more fitting ending to his career than if they'd won a championship, bro. Because it was just so perfect the like singularity of the mission in that game. Get buckets. That's what he was all about. <laughs> and he hit the dagger in that motherfucker too. Yep. I mean, is this is this the um, for me? This is the first player I, I would say of like this caliber that I, we'd seen his entire career. I'm trying to think like maybe. I, 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 shit, Bron's the next one, bro. Bron's the next one, yeah. Like, like you know, I didn't see all of Jordan's career. I was born in '82. Right. You know what I mean? So, and I didn't really get into the ba- get into basketball till like probably I think maybe like around his first or second. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like, that's why I, I, I think Mike like like I don't want to play the who Kobe beats more to game, but I think yeah. Mike is in a very fucking special spot. Like you, you were 12 years old when Kobe started. That's right at the age where you've got, you know, a pretty comprehensive, yeah. you know, um, um, deep understanding of basketball. And also at the prime age where you're just, you know, fucking enamored by celebrities and still on some star worship and shit. So yeah. it's like you fully kind of understood how fucking good Kobe was well, and how much it meant. You know what I mean? And you got to remember too, this was, I mean, <laughs> This was like literally Michael Jordan was walking out the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like it like it was like he like he he was starting that last spurt, but it was like, all right, man, like he had just come out of retirement. Like I think for, for people who are kids like me, it was like you had sort of grieved for and I cried when Jordan retired. Yep. <laughs> only only two times I've cried over over only three times I've cried over basketball. Two in NBA. One was Jordan retired. The other one was Duke lost to uh, Connecticut in 99. Uh, right. That team wasn't supposed to lose. And then when Kobe retired. Only three times I've cried over basketball. So and this is like, so, you know, we're all like, and I, I mean, we, we've talked about this. There you, there were no fans of NBA teams in the early 90s, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we were, it was all like, how big of an MJ fan are you? Yeah, I, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. And so, yeah. so, like, when he retired, there was this, like, grieving and everything. And then I just remember, like, we had, back in, Back in the day, when the summer league was in Long Beach, you could get for like $50, you could get a pass for the whole summer. Mm -hmm. So I would go, my mom would, you know, she got the pass for me, and I'd go to the summer league like basically every day. And you'd see Magic Johnson would just be hanging out in the stands, bro, because he had an all-star team. Like you could just walk up and talk to these dudes. They were just hanging out, you know? And... I remember, I mean, it was a different atmosphere than you ever seen for a summer league game, but it was the first game for Kobe as a Laker. And he went out and he fucking, he missed his first like four shots and then he dropped fucking buckets, bro. <laughs> and I remember like he was walking off, dude, and I, I, I wrote about this when he retired, but like he, he looked back over his shoulder at the crowd was going nuts for him and he just gave a little nod. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I got one. Yeah, I got yeah. My first room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got my first room as a professional. And, yeah, and then obviously we just got to see. And, you know, to be honest with you, like in the Kobe Shaq divorce, bro, I was a Shaq kid. You know yeah. what I mean? It didn't make sense to me. Like, to no, Shaq. I hated it. Yeah. And I, I felt like Kobe was the one who was instigating it. So there was a couple years where I was, like, really pissed off that we lost Shaq. And we still had Kobe. And I came around, and then, you know, as we got good and started to appreciate really how great he was and everything. And then, like I said, as we retired, it was just like, I don't think you, it, like, Clippers fans in Southern California were fucking, 
in love with that dude, uh, you know, for his last game and everything. Like, it was just such a, I don't know, but it's unique, dude. And this is a hard city to have a unique career like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what's what's really crazy when you look through his career, you know what I'm saying? Like the air balls, you know what I'm saying? Um, First Utah on 98. Yep, yep, yep. You know, like the Kobe and Shaq thing, you know, like um, uh, the, the Achilles you know, things like that. Like, when you look and go through the ups and downs, you know, it's it. he seemed like he always approached the shit fearlessly. I mean, this motherfucker tore his Achilles, got up and walked to the free throw line to hit the free, free throws. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I'm, 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 I'm shooting these. I mean, what, who the fuck does that? Kobe, I, I don't, go I, back. I, just, like, I briefly just want to, like, Hover on how fucking alien that is, bro. That is insane, bro. <laughs> Kobe, take your ass back to the fucking, to the locker room, G. You know, you have blown your, no, shooting these free throws first, then I'll go. You know, that that mindset yeah. is just. Most it, people can't, most people can't get off. And I'm not at all calling anyone else like a pussy. No, no I mean? nothing like, soft about most that. Most people, bro, you snap your Achilles. And we look, we covered the greatest volleyball player of all time, Misty May, tore her Achilles. Mm-hmm. You, and she should, should tell you, you can't even stand up on your own when you tear your fucking Achilles. And this dude limped to the free throw line to knock the shots down. Bro, <laughs> my sister tore her Achilles. Bro, bro, he, go, ahead, go ahead. You said what? Go ahead. I, I was going to say, he, he won a championship with a fucking, with, 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 with bum ligaments in his fucking right index finger. The most fucking important finger when it comes to shooting. Like, that's the last finger that the ball touches when you're fucking shooting. And he won a championship with that shit, man. Kobe was a different breed, bro. My sister tore her Achilles. And the way I knew she tore it when she when she blew the shit was looking at what she grabbed immediately. And I thought of Kobe immediately. I had to help her just to get to her car. She couldn't walk. And this motherfucker shot those free throws. It's just insane. But yeah, even with the shit you're talking about with the bub ligaments, bro, like when you know if the shot is wet based upon how it comes off your middle finger and your point in your index finger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How it leaves that shit. Tells you if the shot's wet or not. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, he was just an alien, bro. He was not, and not his, normal. And his fucking knee, like they said, his, at some point his knee was basically fucking bone on bone at some point. And this was, this was fucking prime Pete Kobe, too. He was still out there killing. Went, went to where? To Germany to get the ankle surgery? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That fucking adamantium type <laughs> shit. Right, right. <laughs> okay. I'm fucking have Wolverine surgery, dog. I mean, the, 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 the base, the, that type of thinking is like, this motherfucker would have went to Mars to get the shit done if that's what you told him <laughs> he needed to do in order to play, keep playing basketball. That's how much he loved the game. But just how approachable this, like, this is a guy that, you know, like, like you said, like, he, 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 he was... So he was a, he was a, a demigod in this city, and for anybody that loved basketball, like even a, as a dude who was an op on the other side, you know what I'm saying? I would look at Kobe like, holy shit, when he's playing. Like I remember when he came in that one year with his work ethic was he he uh, during the se- during the off season he worked out six days a week for six hours, two hours in the gym, two hours on the track, and two hours in the weight room, and he came in the motherfucker, and I remember uh. Uh, T-Mac looking at his ass because he was cocky. This is the year we got, I think, got 40, 11 guys <laughs> back to back. And T-Mac looked at him and, and shook his head and he said, whoa. Because <laughs> and, and T-Mac was an alien himself. And he looking at Kobe like, this is different. You know what I'm saying? 
And just the and like and, and as an op, I'm looking at Kobe like you know, like like damn like, like I, I the reason the reason I disliked him because of how he did the people that I liked so much. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like he you knew you knew he was dogging motherfuckers, but for him to be this guy, and for him to be so approachable, you know what I'm saying? How like he's a call away. Where like a guy can call like I want to you know they want to work out you know what I'm saying like at the um you know there was there was leaguers working out at the um at the Mamba Academy this summer right you know what and I'm listen, saying if Robert Ori was that approachable we would all say wow you know what I mean yeah. like a dude who's set for life financially who had a great career is still willing to give back but for that to be the guy <laughs> in L A the guy in yeah. L A he's not the guy. In fucking Phoenix, he ain't the guy in Memphis, and I love Memphis. I don't know about Phoenix. Y'all no, keep that. I love Memphis. Twenty million people, right? Bro. He's one of one in a city with twenty million people, and there were so many people where it was like, give him a phone call. I, I, I wanted to tell one other story about the approachability. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see Alvin Gentry talking today about remembering his farewell tour? Not and that. so it, he was talking about how. You know, Kobe said when he retired, he said he didn't want any of the on-court ceremonies and, you know what I mean, the, like, video tributes or whatever. And I think people still did some of those. But what he did at every arena he went to was after the game or between shoot-around and the game, he would sign stuff and take pictures with every person who worked at that arena. Mm-hmm. And that that doesn't – I mean, and Alvin Gentry said, he was like, it was plenty of coaches in those arenas who wanted a picture with Kobe – or who wanted him to sign something for their kid or whatever. But that means the ushers, too, at every arena in the league had the opportunity to come and take a picture with that dude and just tell him that they appreciated him or whatever. Um, and that is unusual. <laughs> I mean, for a guy of that caliber, it would have been very easy for him to just play the games and shake, sign a couple autographs and leave. He took the time out to do that. That means a lot. That means the world to certain people. You know what I'm saying? But Especially in, today. In, in terms of the ambassador of the sport thing, that's the other thing. And I don't remember if I've told this story on the on the pod or not. But I talked to you guys about – I know I've told you guys a story about um, covering the 2012 Olympic team in London. Yep. And going to a couple of those practices and seeing – you really saw who those dudes were as – people when they were all together right Mm -hmm. and what was always amazing to me was it it was the same thing from kobe he would at the end of practice he would just he sort of hold his hands up it's like let me get in position don't rush me don't rush me because it was a it was a circus of media at those things right like all the sports media in the world is there and like the top five most famous basketball players on planet earth were all there Mm -hmm. in one room yeah (laughs) so he would sit down and he'd say like okay and there would be this huge crush. Uh, I'm going to tweet a picture, uh, the, one of the pictures I took of it out uh, tonight or tomorrow. And he would just sit there and he would like he knew that a lot of people, if you were like a Korean basketball journalist, that asking a question to Kobe Bryant meant everything, right? Mm-hmm. That that's a, this is like a memory you're going to have forever. And he would sit there for like an hour plus. And answer like the dumbest questions, bro. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, do, like. I mean, like, do you like basketball? Type questions. You know what I'm saying? But he would sit there and answer them, and he would he would answer them back in uh, in. I'm trying to think. At least English, Spanish, Italian, and I think German. <laughs> 
just like seamlessly. You know what I mean? And Crazy. like I remember the one that tripped me out was one dude asked him a question and he had like a Spanish accent, but he asked the question in English and Kobe asked him, do you want my response in English or Spanish? <laughs> and then and then responded in Spanish. You know what I mean? Like that's just stuff that like if you saw a politician do that, you'd be like, wow, this is a once in a lifetime politician. But like right. basketball for a living, bro. <laughs> it's just in, just I mean, and wasn't that the same year that like Kyrie was trying to make the team and was like challenging Kobe, and there was that one on one shit. He was like, I will watch you, but then <laughs> easy money, bro. Right, right, but then. <laughs> Kyrie became the dude that he mentored the most in the league. The guy that was coming for his, you know, for well, I, I, like I'm, I'm coming for you, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and that and that kind of speaks to it too. Where like also Jordan embraced Kobe in that way. You know what I'm saying? Because those that those people, you know what I'm saying? They see they see it. Like, he saw something in, in Kyrie the same way Jordan saw something in him. But like, man, it's just it's. I don't know when this will be real. I don't know when it will be. Man, Tyler was talking about um, that Lakers Clippers game on Tuesday is going to be fucking surreal as fuck. But that, but that might be it, bro. And that's and how and how fitting though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's really weird to the day after Bron passes him in points, and the last thing he tweeted. Was you know, Bron, keep going. Now, now you go for number two. You're number three. Now two's a goal. You know, just you know, the way he approached it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, cool. You pass me. What's next? Boom. You know what I mean? Keep pushing. Yep. And and that's how he that's how he existed outside of basketball too. Like, you know, like. But this is this is a this is a this is a like I said. If if I, I won't. I want, if I live if I live a million years I'll never understand this, but if I but in in those million years you know what I'm saying like I'll always these are I'll be like you know that man Kobe was a dog bro you know what I'm saying like there's memories that we have that you know even other if you were rooting for him against him you'll never forget him man the dude was just the way he approached the game. It, it, like and when he retired it was the last of a particular breed of player. Jay, Jay Williams has a great story that he tells about um, when the Bulls and the Lakers were playing and he went to the to, to the court to, you know, get some work mm-hmm. in at like fucking seven in the morning. And he said Kobe was already there. And, you know, so so Jay Williams said, you know, he, he went through his his motions, did his work, got his workout in. You know, he expected Kobe to leave earlier than him because, you know, Kobe was there before him. And he said, um. And he said, Jay Williams said he wound up leaving before Kobe left. And then Jay Williams said after the game, he talked to Kobe. And was like, man, how long were you working out? And 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 he said, Kobe told him, um, shit. He said, I, my workout was was wrapped up, you know, for uh, for a while, be, uh, you know, right around the time you came in. But I I couldn't leave before you because I couldn't think that you worked harder than me. I, I couldn't have you thinking that you worked harder than me. <laughs> That's a different type of dude. That's man. a different dude. That's a different type of dude, man. But I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say about the dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't even be praying, bro, but I'm playing, praying for his family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah, dude, that's the part. I mean, I just, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I, that's the part that I just can't even begin to fucking imagine, bro. And I mean, this is just, 
Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. I was, I was gonna say, man, if you know, to, to kind of lighten things up, maybe we could talk about our favorite Kobe moments. Because Mike, you were like fucking what, sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen during that three peat, which is like fucking yeah. sports fan heaven. I can't imagine a better timeline to fucking see your team, you know, run three off in those fucking years. There, the uh, the Kobe to Shaq oop against the Trailblazers. Yep, 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 is the single yep. happiest moment of my life as a sports fan. And my best friend Ryan and I were watching that game on my mom's couch. We were bouncing up and down. She kept yelling at us not to break the couch. And when that oop happened and Shaq turned around and was running back towards the camera. Arms wide open. I didn't see that shit until the next morning because we were running up and down my fucking yard, bro. Like, (laughs) And, And what's really weird, we all, when we think of Kobe, we think of that moment. We think of Kobe passing the ball. <laughs> yeah. We think of a Kobe pass when we think of Kobe. And that's that's interesting. <laughs> and and Kobe's last stat ever was an assist too in, in his final game. So yep. there's that too. Yeah. But but, but yeah, I, that I, that I, I, like that moment for, for me as a sports fan, that whole run, the the Shaq Kobe uh ninety eight to uh to two thousand, like that is my that's it for me as a sports fan right there, bro. Like like you said, I was going from middle school into high school, um, or excuse me, 2000, 2002. Like, it, it was nonstop everywhere Laker fandom. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. no one had even heard of the fucking Clippers at this point, bro. Like, every car in Southern California had a Lakers flag. Everyone had a Shaq or a Kobe jersey. <laughs> that shit really ain't changed much, though. No. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? Like... But but as I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me to realize that I'm old, first of all. Right. But like, it's hard for me to realize that's 18 years ago. And you're right, bro. Like you still see (laughs) you still see number eight jerseys uh, all over Southern California. And then Shaq has lived so much life in so many different cities since that and everything. But Kobe's just like a guy. Kobe's a guy. He's a constant in a in a city where. If you are on top of the sports world for like two years, you are a legend for the rest of the time. You know what I mean? Because you you just you don't climb to the top of the mountain in LA like that. Yeah. But but for, to do it for two decades, <laughs> yeah, but, that's bro. What did you guys got to? I mean, I know you guys were never rooting for him, so. <laughs> you know, I I I I was never a Kobe hater. You know, I the thing about about Twitter is it came. You know, Twitter got yep, booming right. Yeah. Yeah. Decline. So, so I was all in on the Kobe jokes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. but I was never a Kobe hater. And I was, so was he. I just want to add in that that was one of the other things I loved about him, bro. Was like Kobe. Clearly, he might have taken this shit personally, but the quote I'll never forget from his last year was he said someone brought up that he was like number 50 in the league in three point percentage, and I think his response was like, "Hey, I know I play like shit, but I also know." <laughs> he was like, but I also know that I'm work. I'm doing all the work I can to not play like shit, and I just have to be happy with that. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, bro, like, if Twitter was around during his 0506 season, dog, like, I was fucking a Kobe stand during that year. That was that's one of the most ridiculous seasons I've seen in my fucking life, man. That January he had when he was averaging like 40, and, and, and to, to this day, missing missing that 81 point performance in real time is the biggest regret I have as a sports fan. Oh, period. I forgot. Why did you miss it? I forgot you I, told us that before, too, bro. I, I, I had no fucking – first, it, it wasn't nationally televised. Yeah. I was in fucking North Carolina back then in college and shit, and 
you know, it, it was a fucking, you know, just a fucking, you know, Comcast and LA game or whatever the fuck. Oh, my God. And I, I missed that shit. And that's my biggest fucking regret as a sports fan. I wish I could have seen that, that shit happen in real time, man. My, you just like had to read like a box score or some shit. Yeah, like like, like it was fucking nineteen twenty six or some shit, right? Like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but but like my it was, it was it, I remember talking to John about about uh about um Kobe and Kobe like John John this dude John is like I don't know I think did you meet him Tyler I don't know if you met him Tyler but homie is like six three uh like two thirty he's a big man big beard you know like. If you draw a man, you draw in John. Ball-headed, all that shit, right? So he's grown up in L.A. his whole life. Kobe comes to ADD. John worked with me at ADD. Cody, Kobe comes to ADD. And this is before I was actually there. And so he tells a story about when he shook Kobe's hand. Then he goes to the bathroom, looks in the mirror. This man is in his 30s at the time. Cries. <laughs> starts crying. This 6'3", 230-pound man... Is crying because he shook Kobe's hand. But that's how much Kobe meant to the city. And Josh not soft by any means. See, you know what I'm saying? By any stretch of the imagination. But that's how much he meant. You know, he was LA's guy. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, and, and he's still LA's guy. Fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he still is. You know what I mean? There, there will never be another Kobe Bryant. And I don't see, you know, I don't see anybody meaning as much to the city of LA as Kobe did. Even with Magic playing, I think, you know, we talk about who are the best Lakers. But when you talk about LA, when you talk about LA and basketball, Kobe embodies that for some reason. You know what I mean? Like Well, let me let me say this. When they ask Kobe who's the greatest Laker of all time, he would always say, That's not for me to decide, that's up to you guys. Mm -hmm. And when they asked Magic who the greatest Laker of all time was, he said Kobe. <laughs> So. Yeah, you know, like, like like I tweeted this out not too long ago. I think that there's there's only a handful of players who are their city, right? I think mm -hmm. Steph is the Bay, um, D Wade is Miami, mm -hmm. um, um, Zebo is Memphis, and Kobe is LA, and that's it. Yeah, that, that's where it starts and stops, bro. That's it. It's those four guys. Yeah. But yeah, um, um, I, I've got a lot of favorite Kobe moments. Um. I'll try to do this shit chronologically if I can. Um, my, <laughs> my first, my first favorite Kobe moment was the fucking 2000 finals. Um, 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 fucking was was a game four OT when Shaq fouled out, and Kobe um just went berserk, dropped yep. like four straight buckets. Looked over at Shaq on the bench and did the I'm gonna hold us down. Right, right. And then yeah. Went out there and busted Indiana's ass. That was when I was like, okay, this motherfucker might be this dude might be the real deal, right? And then. The fucking 2001 postseason. Oh my god. Oh my god. Kobe, that Kobe, that 2001 postseason. I was like, he might be the best player in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And um, shit. And then 2003, when he wore the fucking Jordan eights and busted MJ's <laughs> ass for 55 <laughs> for their last matchup. That's some cold-blooded shit, man. Put the Jordan 8s on him and gave MJ 55. And, you know, patted him on his ass and sent him home forever. Even, um, even the All-Star game, too, though. Like, when he played him in the All-Star and Jordan hit that game winner, Kobe got fouled. And motherfuckers was just like, Kobe should miss the free throws. Kobe was like, nigga, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't giving away shit, even to my motherfucking, even to the dude I think is a legend. You know what I'm saying? Who, who I emulated my game after. No, bro. I'm taking these points. 
you got to take this L, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that, that's that's something that I think I, I want to highlight. And before we hear more of uh, Tyler's awesome moments, is that there there is a real tor- a special kind of a torch passing in basketball that's not true in any other sport because Peyton Manning never guarded Tom Brady, right? Right, right. Where right. Jordan passed that shit to Kobe. And Kobe passed that shit to Braun. And you could tell there's a certain satisfaction in those two, in the first two dudes that they were being passed up by a worthy person. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, you've seen that so much in Braun and Kobe's relationship. And I can't even imagine what Braun's mindset is going to be like the rest of this year. He spoke just last night about how much Kobe meant to him growing yep. up. Yep. And as a mentor to him when he was a young player. Mm-hmm. And... I think that's just such a special thing about the sport of basketball that you can have that from your all-time greats. You have this sort of like unbroken chain of I was the best in the world and I see you and I know you're going to be the best in the world for a while and I know that you got to rip my throat out <laughs> to start that yep. and here it is. <laughs> but the thing is like they like I think there's a there's only Basketball in general, like, is, is more likely to get struck by lightning than actually to, to to make to make the league. But there's if you if you're a guy that it's your league, you know what I'm saying? Jordan was his league, Kobe was his league, LeBron it's his league. Those are that's you. Nobody really can understand what that truly means, other than those guys. You just described you know what I'm saying? Kobe years. You, know you described half of the history of the sport. You know, you know it, 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 it's so like yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like. Not many people can understand that. So like, there's only those only only there's only a few guys that can get that shit, and you know, and and they understand it in a separate, in a different way. Like having that light on them, shine, you know, shine on them, having the world look at them. These are guys that are so popular, so known that if we had intergalactic or interplanetary travel and interacted with other, you know, you know, fucking planets and shit, they would know who these motherfuckers are. You feel me? Like they they and, and and to carry that shit. Not many people know how that feels. You know what I'm saying? And so there's a certain amount of respect that comes with comes in that. So you know, like you I mean, you saw like, you know, Brian in game dapping and hugging Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like in the like dog, man, it's just I don't know, bro. It's just crazy. All right. Tyler, you were at him busting Jordan's ass, bro. <laughs> busting Jordan's ass in 03. Okay. All right. So, of course, you know, the, the 05 06 season, like I said, one of the most ridiculous fucking seasons I've ever seen. His January 06 is one of the greatest months in NBA history. Mm-hmm. He averaged like 40 that in the whole month. Um, then I, th- I think it was the 2008 playoffs versus the Rockets. You remember when he was busting Shane Battier's ass and he turned to the announcer's table and pointed at Shane Battier and said, he can't guard me. Do y'all remember that shit? <laughs> yeah. Do y'all Raising remember that head. shit? Raising head. Raising <laughs> head. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and then the fucking um, 2009 finals when he told Dwight to shut the fuck up while he yep. was taking a free throw because yep. yep. Dwight was bitching. And the, I thing, love that the thing was, they, Dwight thought they was friends. And they were. But Kobe's like, bro, we we dogs, you know what I'm saying? We trying to win chips. Shut the fuck up, bro. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got time to be cool with your ass in these 90 feet. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me after the finals, my nigga. Fuck you. And I get it. You know, he's a killer. I ain't got time for that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. his fucking sixty-two and three quarters versus the versus the mass. Forgot yep. that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then he sit, he sit, he sat the fourth quarter, right? And motherfuckers yep. was mad. Yep. Like, let the man play. Fuck yeah, I was mad. <laughs> Yeah. But shit, man, that that might, and of course his last game, which is I think the best send off in fucking sports history. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that that's about it, man. Kobe gave us some fucking moments, man. 
I think I think my favorite moment was when he averaged forty for that month. Uh, when he was, I mean, yeah, I think he had did he what's the Blazers? Some he had oh Memphis. We had that game winner hit that three off that screen. Um, it made, I mean, in, in that in that run, it was it was like people were talking about how you know Harden had that crazy run. You know what I'm saying? Of of was it thirty or more? Um, last yeah, year, and, and everyone in the world quote tweeted that shit and said Kobe. <laughs> right, right. The, the, thing, the thing is, like nobody gave a fuck during that. I mean, and you know, Kobe. We like we said was must watch television, but like you know, during that time period, like I literally thought I, I was like I've never seen anything in my life. This is when I was obsessed with basketball. You couldn't have watched it and been like, you know, and 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 even like him going head to head with like we were talking about Carmelo earlier today. You know what I'm saying? Going at it with Melo, was it 2009 in the um in the West Conference Finals? Going back to back, the battles he had with fucking T Mac when there was a time period where we were thinking like, is it going to be T Mac's league or Kobe's league? People probably find that hard to believe. You know what I'm saying? But no, but that was the that, yeah, but that was a debate as real as any debate. Yes, now. and Kobe snatched that motherfucker and took off with that baton, nigga. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like T T Mac wasn't no slouch. Like, he was no! like two, seven and eight guy or yeah, some shit. Injuries, one injuries, of, and then like oh three oh four injuries. But we yeah. we gotta say this. I'll say this. You know what I'm saying? Like T Mac, yes, dog. You feel me? But I would watch T Mac on the defensive end, and he didn't give a single fuck about stopping a motherfucking soul. You know? And I get it. You know what I mean? Whatever. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? The buckets got him paid. But Kobe was he he heat your ass on because I mean if. If we think about that, was it 2012? Uh, you said the 2012 Olympics, right? Who yeah. was the one that brought 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 it home at the end when they was who they were they playing like Argentina or something like that in the finals? And it was kind of close. Kobe close. Oh, that yeah, gave yeah. that motherfucker to Kobe. This is this is peak Brian. This is Wade I, as a dog. This is Melo as a dog. It was there was a Katie on that team too? You yes. know what I'm saying? They, uh, Russ. Russ James Harden. Listen, bro. <laughs> like, gods. Like, like gods, bro. Everybody that the league belongs to now right. had no question about who they were giving the ball and to. And they all <laughs> set their ass down and got that motherfucker to Kobe, and it was Kobe time. You know what I'm saying? And in these arguments, I, online, I'm never talking about this shit, but I was there. Okay, let me let me run through this roster in ten seconds. Tyson Chandler, Kevin Durant at twenty three, LeBron at twenty seven, Russ at twenty three, Deron Williams, Iggy at twenty eight, Kevin Love at twenty three, Harden at twenty two, Chris Paul at twenty seven, Anthony Davis at nineteen, and Melo at twenty eight. And all how, how old Kobe. was Kobe? And how old was Kobe? And Kobe was thirty three. And he was set, the oldest person on yep. the team by by four years. And all those dudes and Coach K, Jim Bayheim, Mike D'Antoni, Jerry Colangelo, right. and Nate McMillan all looked at Kobe and said, "Take us home." Fuck, fuck <laughs> the X's and O's. We know what time it is. Okay. Yep. And he took him home in front of the whole world. You feel me? I mean, and that's just that was Kobe, man. That was Kobe. That was Kobe. Even at 33, he was a god. And I remember they, I think it was, was it Ahmad Rashad that asked that man? You know what I'm saying? Does it, how, do, how does he see himself leaving? They asked him, do you see yourself being a 17 a point per game? Like, you know, did you, I, do you, I, how, how long would you play? And, and they asked him, like, you know, would he? do you think he would play too long? And he said, I don't see myself being a 17 point per game ass dude. Fuck that. 
I'd rather retire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the way shit worked out, he didn't retire at his peak. Like, you know, like, but, but, uh, like, he, he, he retired going out shooting that thing. And when, and that 60, that last game, like I said, as much as I rooted against his ass throughout those 20 years, that motherfucker had me sitting in, in front of my lady crying like a baby into some soggy ass fucking wings, man. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, on a 50 shot, 60 point night. And that was Kobe Bryant, dude. To watch him was to be a fan, even if you lied to yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> About, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you could not not respect that man's game. And the way he was approaching life was the exact same way. And, you know. Well, I, I, and I want to say this, too. We talked about it a little bit with Braun. I mean, the NBA is going to be different this year, bro. I mean, I, I think these dudes are going to be out here fucking... We talked about how everyone's kind of waiting around a little bit. Uh, not, everyone out here who loved that guy is going to come out and go fucking crazy. And they should. Do it. <laughs> as they, as do they it. should. For, yeah, do for it. sure. Like, do it. As they should. Bro, for fuck, me... Fucking Trey Young already had 45 on 24 shots while we're in number eight tonight. You and know what one, I mean? Like, and, and, and shot was at 81% from the free throw line? Uh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm trying to hey. tell you, bro. His his footprint all over the league, bro. Now his spirit gonna be on that shit too. And I ain't even on that type of shit, but I'm on it right now. Fuck it. A hundred percent. And you guys know I cover, you know, a lot of high school kids. You know, Peyton Watson, Long Beach Poly kid yep. who's on the way up. I no. mean, he talked about he talked about a lot of these kids talked about this is the first real death they've ever experienced, bro. So you're seeing kids who are gonna have to learn how to grieve through losing a basketball player. And that is like, that's something different, and that's something special for you to be as a basketball player that some of these guys never met to be at that level. Yeah. But I want to read you a tweet from Josh Christopher, who plays at Mayfair, which is in Lakewood, right next to Long Beach, mm -hmm. same city that uh, James Harden went to high school in. Josh tweeted, "You guys know Josh Christopher? Yeah, hell yeah, he's a dog." Okay. Josh tweeted, "Lord, forgive me for what I'm about to do to the next team I play. Let's get this it. is for 24." <laughs> That, that Yo. would have been Kobe's favorite fucking tweet of the right, night. Right. For Let's fucking, fucking go. Put that shit on national TV, nigga. Fuck <laughs> I'm trying to see it, dog. Hell yeah. Let that chopper fly, man. Anyway, I love y'all, man. I've been crying all fucking day. And to be able to talk to y'all dudes, bro, that's priceless. I appreciate it. I love the fuck out y'all dudes, man. I love y'all too, man. Guys. I that shit. John, uh, John and I took. I, I want to say this, bro. John and I both took work off today yeah. from potentially producing shit nonstop about this, and this is the only conversation I was comfortable having publicly is with you two guys. And I love you, and I hope this podcast is of some use to people on a Monday morning where I know everyone's gonna feel like shit. Yep, real shit, real shit. Cool, love y'all, man. Like, love I, like, there's no one, there's no one else I'd rather have these type of conversations nope. with y'all, man. I'm nope. that shit. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all be cool. Sure, I'm man. hugging y'all over this motherfucking mic right now, man. Damn serious. <laughs> motherfucking Skype hug. You know what man. I'm saying? Fuck the cool <laughs> shit. We in it. All right, man. Y'all take care, bro. All right, bro. Yeah. All right, bro.